Hello. Welcome again to uh, Shh, I'm Talking. I am Carolyn. I'm Isabel. And I'm Barbara. <laughs> Barbara, can we call you Olivia for today? Well, no, obviously not, because my name's Barbara. That's quite offensive. How dare you? Sorry. Uh, okay, then we'll just go with uh, Bar Olivia. Yeah, that that's catchy. Baba. Thank you. Baba. Do you remember that elephant called Baba? Oh, yeah, I do remember. I used to like Baba. I don't know how you look. It was such a great story. I mean, it was stupid, really, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It's a massive staple of my childhood. How dare you? I always get concerned now about things with um, animals in it because I saw that statistic that said that your children. in terms of representation in books, that you're a seeing a black child in a book is six percent. Seeing an animal, as in the main character talking and walking, being an animal, is a forty-six percent. So That's more likely, yeah. So we'd rather read books with animals in them, or publishers what's, think we would rather. What's the statistic for white kids then? Oh, way, it's like 80-something percent. Oh, interesting. It's very rare that there's a book that hasn't got a white child in it. I just wondered if there were more animal stories than stories about people in general. No. That's interesting. No. Second most popular thing in books is animals. That is a very... White white children, animals, and uh, I'm sure there are things in between animals and black children, but yeah. That's a very specific insult. Well, we went in deep, didn't we? There you go. <laughs> Hello. And let's not talk about Barbar the elephant. Oh, my goodness. I'm so tired. Olivia and Isabel just did massive yawns there. So rude. <laughs> We're so exhausted. So rude. I'm so tired. Okay, Liz, what have you been up to this week? This week? Yeah, this week. Uh... I mean, we're in tier four, so nothing. Uh, I have got out of bed, played PlayStation, got mm. back into bed, mm. got out of bed, found mm. some food, and then got back into bed. Interesting. Yes, it's been mind-blowingly captivating. Uh, and, you know, so exciting. So, so exciting. I'm deeply excited and really enjoying Tier 4. So great, you know, it's fantastic. I haven't been back at work since October. I'm having a great time and that's what's important. That's definitely what's important. Isabel, what what have you been up to? Um, I've just been messaged and been told that I was meant to ask a question. <laughs> so that's wow. a segue. Was that a but, message from message from one of our listeners? And I'll just say that if any, if either of you two were attempting to set me up with the question, you failed miserably because asking me what I've been up to this week is not a segue into me asking a question. I wasn't trying to segue into it. I was just asking a question and waiting for you to also ask a question. Do you know you guys uh, make segue sound like a bad word? 
incredibly cowardly i find segues to be dumb like just say what you want to say stop trying to blend it into conversation say it with your chest it's that thing that you ride right with two wheels and a hand that's a swag way that is a segue no it's a swag way it's a swag way it's not it's pronounced swag way no 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 it's not it's pronounced swag way no one has ever said that i'm convinced it's pronounced swag way literally no one has ever said that no isn't there like segue and swag way no are they both called segways? One of them's called Swagway. Wait, I'm Googling. I'm convinced it's called a Swagway. How do you spell seg? Seg. That's not how you. Oh, it is how you spell Segway. Segway. To proceed without pause from one musical number or theme to another. What? Oh, to make a transition without interruption. Okay, that's spelled very differently. And then segway that you ride oh it's oh they're spelt differently that's what yeah. it is but they are both pronounced segway and i yes. thought it was swagway oh, it just makes more sense if one is swagway and it one is segway well it does because i know that a swagway <laughs> is the one that you ride and a and the same way the transition. Thank you to our sponsor, Segway. No, it's Swagway. It's not Swagway. So convinced that it's Swagway. Like, I know Google says it's not, but I still think it is. <laughs> I just feel like... I sound like a Trump supporter if I say that. Um... And yes, that was shade on Trump supporters. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so uh, we we've cleared up, you know, uh, but it's not books and uh, articles you write and cuss words, you know, thrown shade by saying someone segwayed you. Segwayed. Swag- Olivia, <laughs> stop it! Really to just not. There is no swagway. I just thought it was swagway. <laughs> no swagway. You're so weird. That is so funny. Yes, indeed. What was your question, Olivia? I don't actually know. I'm not going to lie to you. I've forgotten. What was my question? Um, we were talking about speaking of segways. We were talking about. Um, kind of this last week and living in a house of musicians, particularly because mum, for people who don't know, is not a musician. How dare you? I know. So rude. So rude. She's a lyrical genius. Well, she, mum writes um, poetry um, and she's very good at it. And she has played a hand in writing songs, but she um, doesn't play an instrument and doesn't sing i'm not saying can't sing i'm just saying that she doesn't but no um, i I, I, I object to being described as someone who doesn't play an instrument because the tambourine is an no, instrument stop, and you don't play it <laughs> thank you i i like to think i do no but you, but don't. you don't i also though. play that shaker egg thing you also 
Don't play that game. <laughs> Newborn babies play the shaker egg thing. That's <laughs> that is true. I, I think that's a skill. Um, I, I, I also um, clap, and I think my hands are an instrument. <laughs> Um, it's going to leave that silence. I there. think that you think your hands are an instrument. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, <clears throat> okay. So, as the as one of the non musician musicians in the house, can we say differently abled musicians? <laughs> no, that, that's ridiculous. Stop. That's worse. <laughs> that's worse than Swagway. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> As one of the non-musician musicians in the house, do you find it annoying? Why are I'm you sulking. Making, you're sulking because of what? Can I say well, that? Call me differently abled musician. As one of the musicians in the house, I find yes. it annoying living with other people. <laughs> you can't like just listen to something. Someone always comes in, analyzes it, and then comments on it. Like but fun. you are the you are like, the someone who does that, Olivia. No, of course I do it, but I don't want other people to do it to me. That's that does not work. That's, it does just meant to be a me thing. But I it's don't, very annoying. I don't find it annoying um, because you know this has been like the last twenty five years of my life, mm. and so I have adjusted. Um, I think that um, I grew up. I grew up with you know music playing in the house so the biggest difference is that that music is live <laughs> quite a lot um as opposed to records um so it is very noisy and like when when you were younger I used to think oh you'd go to other people's houses and you know, they'd have like a television in every room or you know there'd be a tv in the kitchen tv in this you know in lots of different rooms and in our house there was just something to play music in every single room um except the bathroom and then when you all got to teenagers you found things to take into the bathroom as well which i find astonishing that you can't even do a poo in peace but hey that's on you um <laughs> Olivia doesn't like that I said the word poo just feel like um, a lot of our business was just aired to people who don't know <laughs> I would like to be known that I do not poo <laughs> thank you and goodbye uh, but yeah otherwise no I think that um, I think the benefits outweigh the other side so I, you know I've loved being involved in hearing original stuff being created and um you know, as, as you said, as well, occasionally I've been able to play a part in that. Mm. Um, but there are things that I just, you know, there are conversations where I just leave the room because I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, so when you start talking about the octave over the undane with a mobile. Which are very commonly used musical terms. The octave over the undane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Thank musical. You. Thank you to our sponsors, The Undane. Yeah, the Undane. <laughs> yeah. I can remember when you were younger that uh, we were sitting around once and I started to sing a song. We were just singing some uh, Christian songs, worship songs. And I started to sing a song. And Olivia, um, who was a very precocious child anyway, uh, she must have been about 
five, maybe six. And she went, mum, you are singing that in the wrong key. Yes. And I didn't really know what the key was, as in what a key was. A key is what you use to open a front door. Um, and so I turned around and looked at her and I went, I started singing the song and the way I'm singing it is obviously correct. Now sing along. And um, that pretty much is, you know, the depth of my in-depth musical knowledge. Mm. But yeah. I think it has its pluses. Its yes. main negative thing for me is that this house is very loud. And specifically this year, I don't like the loudness. And I find it quite annoying. There is, ne- you, there is no room in this house where someone is not singing loudly, music is not playing loudly, and someone's singing along loudly. And part of that is because we're a loud house, but a lot of it is because we're musicians. So, like, for example, I discovered the other day with Isabel that we were in the room doing something. Isabel cannot not sing. <laughs> like, it can't, it, there can't be silence. And I find that with Dad and Isabel, um, there is always, someone's always singing. In my defence, on that particular day, I had lost the plot. No, no, no. And I so mean, the day before that, you hadn't was... lost the plot. You Olivia, were just singing. I had lost the plot over that entire week. But it's just... It's... The outworking of me losing the plot is that I have to sing my heart song. It's, no, that, no. It's a song that comes day. from your heart. No, you're thinking about... <laughs> no, you're singing... A di- you're talking about a different day. I'm talking about an entirely different day where I was just playing something. I was playing PS4, I think, and then you came in and you sat down next to me and you, she was just singing. And every time I'd be like, Isabel, please, can you stop? She was like, yes, she'll call. Then she'd stop for two minutes and then she'd stop singing again. And I'm always like, I just think with musicians, specifically in our house, someone is always making noise and always yes. singing. And sometimes, yes. I'm especially during this year, I have learned that I really like silence and I think it has been made worse by you know we're in we've been in lockdown for majority of this year and I have come to know my family in a more intimate setting because I'm not usually in the house this much and so it feels a little bit like I'm going slightly insane and then there are days where I wake up and think I just want to like sit in silence but you can't do that in a house with musicians because someone always I think that um the most difficult I think is is that is that the, is this family sings about everything. Yes. And so um, it's quite common at the table for me and your dad, for you to say something and we remember an old tune and we start singing it in response to you. Yeah. Which that's fine. That's perfectly acceptable because I'm doing it. Um, what is annoying is, is particularly your dad, um, but you all do it as well, is, you know, someone says, oh, can you put the kettle on? And it becomes like this big R&B number. Um, just like, why? And so you, you're you in another room and you can hear someone going, oh, you know, and doing runs across these three words of put the kettle on. And, you know, that could be slightly annoying. The other thing that is extremely annoying is when my family decide to practice whistle tone. Nah, that's not annoying. I've never done that. It's a, it's about is, yes, you have. I don't know how to. I just, can't practice. It's not that we know how to. It's that you. None of you know how to. You have done it. I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. I find it weird. Like so, I moved out last year, and I found it weird over the last year, like being in 
a house because I've stayed in a few places where the people there like can't appreciate music to the same level because I've gotten very used to just being able to have like musical technically musical conversations with people around me so I can hear a song and I can immediately show it to someone that I think would like or wouldn't like it and we can talk about why we like it or why we don't like it and there's like an appreciation of stuff but being in like a house particularly the house that I'm in at the moment my my housemates are not musical and their taste in music is very 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 different um to mine and so we don't really like talk about music or like there's not really like oh I've just heard this new song and like I really like this what do you think about this harmony what do you think about these chords what do you think about all of like it just doesn't happen which I found bizarre (laughs) like really 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 strange I find it quite nice though I think because the majority of my friends are not musicians It's quite nice just to be able to listen to a song without analysing the song because I analyse every song and being around people who don't analyse it, it's quite refreshing because it feels like, oh, we can just listen and not, everything is not like a big deep conversation. But is that because you don't, I don't know, do you take like joy from analysing? Sometimes, but not all the time. Sometimes I think it's just listen to the song and, and don't. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be a whole big deep thing. Yeah, because I I will, like, genuinely, I get, like, gassed about... No, I think it's great sometimes, but I think it it limits you, and often people don't realise it limits you to to analyse every single song that you hear. Sometimes it's just that you listen to a song and you really like the song. That's interesting. And then you just go with that, because I think people... When you you analyse every single song... Mm. It becomes like it's it's less about enjoyment then. It's more about like let me critically, you know, what I mean, listen to this and like judge the lyrics and mm. what do I think about this and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it is just I really enjoy the song. I think though both of you get in your in your analyzing, you you don't lose your passion. And so, you know, when you hear something amazing, you know, you're you are screaming and shouting, that was amazing oh my goodness, listen to what she did. And, you know, particularly about vocals. So I think there's, there's a, a balance, I guess, mm. there. Mm. It's very rare that we come to the end of a conversation and we're all like pretty much in agreement. Yeah, that this is the problem. We, we yeah. found something we agree on. Somebody put us up to say. And it, it's confused us like, <laughs> greatly. Pick something that we'll never agree on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the best Marvel superhero? No one's ever. Oh, please, can we not have this conversation? <laughs> no, let's not have that conversation. <laughs> we can't have this conversation. Um, so I wanted to ask you a question anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody who said, I'm asking for a friend. Um, so it was and, them, yeah? Why do people even say that? Don't say that. We know it's you. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking, I think they were genuinely asking for a friend. No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with it. Uh, so they said they were asking for a friend and they were telling, saying to me, basically, they have a white friend 
this is why I think they probably were asking for a friend because they were black. They have a white friend and uh, the white friend had said, you know, but how do I make friends with black people? You know, if my friend group isn't diverse, then how, how do I make friends with black people? I have no idea. Great. Great. So my answer was, uh, was judge me. Judge me if you choose to. Um, I said to I my answer was tell your friend <laughs> tell your friend that I said um, I said to them you know the thing is is you don't make friends with black people uh, what you do is you go back and look at how you make friends full stop and what are the requirements to get into your friendship group and it kind of reminded me hear me out um, I think it was about two years ago there was just like this big stink because it came to light that there was this men's club in London and um, there was loads of women. She had to be a man, obviously, to be part of a men's club. And there were loads of women that worked there and the women, you know, had to dress very demeaningly and, you know, the men slapped their bottoms and all of this was considered acceptable in the club and women left. Um, you know, the club doesn't advertise that that's how they behave. But, you know, women were treated really bad in this club. And it, you know, turned out that there were a lot of MPs and et cetera as part of this club. And I was thinking to myself, well, the problem is, is that these men, you know, get outed. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I get it. I shouldn't have been a part of that club. But, you know, like lots of things in life, when we talk about living in bubbles, you know, you, you go to a club where everybody else behaves like that, you know, where the requirement to be a member of this club is that you know you are probably an upper class white male you know you've come from a particular school so you've come from bubbles that feed into another bubble um and then without somebody else challenging I guess that behavior so what happened was you know a couple of women went to work there and went what are you talking about this is trash I applied for a job as a waitress why am I why do you think it's okay for me to be treated like that and then the other women were like oh yeah this, we don't have to put up with this, you know, and people made fuss, blah, 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 blah. And I think that it's a very long <laughs> introduction to my answer. But I think the same is my answer to people who say, well, how do I make friends with white, with black people? Is, you know, what is the requirements? I'm doing my air quotes here. Uh, what are the requirements to join your friendship club? Because if the requirements to join your friendship club, you know, are well, um, you know, all of my friends have been to Eton or all of my friends. Do you understand what I mean? You um, I start building something. No, I is- don't think. Don't think there's a way. I think asking the question, how do I make back friends is a silly question because there's not a manual. We're not zoo animals. I don't know how you there's no way like this 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 just there isn't a manual shouldn't ask that person how do I make black friends because actually how would they know I have no idea how do I know I don't know I'm just one I don't know how you make black friends with all these other people who have entirely different personalities to me and I think it's a fair question how am I supposed to answer that though like what what really if we're brutally honest if someone comes up to me and says how do I make black friends how would I, I could tell you how to be friends with me I can't tell you how to be friends with black people. I don't no. know. But I also don't think 
I also don't think that if you look at your friendship group and all of them are white, I don't think that's because you put a requirement. I just think for many people, they they don't have black friends. Why? I, which you, I, there might not be a reason though. Maybe they just grew up in a place where there are no black people. Maybe they grew up in Frederick's where there just aren't black people. I don't think it's that you've put a requirement up. I think it's just you don't have black friends. So you work in a workplace, okay? You you work for, you know, a well-known company <laughs> uh, called uh, American Express. You might as well just said it. <laughs> you literally said... So you work for that fake company. Right. I think I <laughs> yeah. made it fake. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you open plan office. In your open plan office, there are 10 black people and there are 57 people in the open plan office. Right. And but you're not friends with any of the black people. Right. So is that about you? What do you mean? Is, 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 is that about you? If you're the when white you, person... When you were growing up, did you yes. have white friends? Yes. Right. So for when other black people growing up, they didn't have white friends, and we didn't say to them, let's give you a manual on how to make friends with white people. Black people don't Why? need a manual to make friends with white people. We're I don't know live any... in their environment. I know how yeah. to make friends with white people. I don't need to I... learn that. I actually don't know any black people who Sorry, have white friends. I feel like I feel like in this occasion where it's like I feel like like obviously racism exists. However, I think some things aren't racial issues but become racial issues. Really the question is, how do I make friends? If you look at your, it, like, black people are people. They're all very individual. So really the question is, how do I make friends? And then they just happen to be black. Not how do I, you can't ask a black person, how do I make black friends? Because I cannot speak for all the other black people. I have no idea how you approach that specific black person. Because I could tell you, this is how you make friends with black people and so, they give you a blanket rule and then it turns out all of the black people i'm describing are extroverts and you can't approach this introverted black person the same way so this is what i'm saying it's a bit of a weird question really the question is how do i make friends so maybe the maybe it's a rephrasing of a question maybe it isn't maybe the question isn't how do you, i make black friends maybe the question is um is it appropriate or is it okay that i only have white friends Right. And that I think one. So I think one that changes things. I think two going off of what mum said, what are the qualifications to get into your friendship group? I think is interesting. But then I think what I think we look you're looking at two different sides of people. You're looking at people who do have um, black people around them or people of color around them um, and people who are different to them around them and are kind of choosing to continue in their little box of only staying with what they know, which as we know can be damaging um, because you don't educate yourself. It means often it means that you don't really have a good understanding of other cultures or other genders or other things like that. And it can open up to problems, but then what does that look like for um, white people um, who let's say live in a small village where there aren't any black people. Do you know what I mean? Or I go, or I go to a school where there aren't any black people or I go to a university or I work in a workplace like this, or do you know, because those places do exist. And so 
it's I think it's more it's less saying hey like you like uh, how do I make black friends it's more going should I be making black friends or am I tokenizing you black can people look, just to diversify my can, friendship group and all this you can stuff. look at your friendship group and ask uh, is there a reason why I don't have black friends is it that I am I am sort of uh I, I'm unintentionally being racist or that's great ask yourself that asking but the bottom line is I have a lot of white friends any of my white friends that I have did not say I made friends with them or they made friends with me just because they're good at making friends not because they asked how do I make friends with black people that is a weird question and if you're thinking about that question you're looking at it wrong just look at your friendship group and ask um is there a reason why I don't have black friends or I don't have black people in my circle and then, but what I don't want is for them white people to think like, oh, now there's a manual on how to be friends with black people, because then we're just feeding into that stereotype that all black people are the same. And actually they're not. So there's no way for us to, no one can give you a manual on how to be friends with black people. Okay, so because the, we can't do that. For the people so I, who have asked that question, who have analysed their friendship group and have said, is there a reason why I'm not friends with black people? And have maybe come to the, conclusion that they're that they want to diversify their friendship group what would be the next step for them or what advice would you give to them that because this is where I get into a bit of a weird problem how do you diversify your friendship group or the people that you're around without tokenizing gender I, culture race, ethnicity whatever I think that there's a couple of things there isn't there I think that firstly people should be very aware that there are not, you know, millions of black people sitting at home just with no friends waiting for a white person to come and rescue them with friendship. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think Mm. we need to move away from that because I think that we can almost give that image like, oh, your your friendship, you know, the person that you at work, you know, desperately needs you. Mm. you know, obviously people are lonely in different sense, but but because they're black, they don't need you, okay? Um, but I think I think it, that, that's where I go back to my answer, is that, you know, look at what is it, you know, how did you make your other friends and how is it that you have, you know, by your actions excluded uh, racial groups from your friendship group? I think that, I think that as Olivia said, you know, if you um, are an extrovert and you've got a group of extroverted friends. Um, why is the other, why is the extrovert, the other extrovert in the office not included in your friendship group? Mm. And the difference between them and your other friendship friends is that they're black. Mm. So what else is it that you're doing to exclude people? Because, you know, friendships, we, most of the friends I think I make is because you know, I behave in a way that there's an, an open invitation to become friends with me. I show myself, I, I show myself friendly and there's that open invitation. That invitation isn't, you know, so that invitation isn't closed to certain people because, you know, of their race, because of their sexuality, whatever. And so I look at my friendship group and think, oh, my friendship group's massively diverse. I don't, I feel like that, I, I don't get that. I don't, I don't think that someone can look at their friendship group and go, I have excluded other races because actually I don't think that's the case. I think everybody does friendship 
differently and meets people differently. And actually, you can just be in an environment where you're not around people of other races because you haven't. No, but grown we're up. talking about people where they are, and I think I, I think because I've worked in places, um, I can remember working um, for uh, working away, working at big events. Uh, there was, you know, hundreds of people on this site. We were building a, a big um, festival and uh, there was me and another black woman and everyone, all of the uh, core site team, which we were part of, uh, on Wednesdays went to the pub and they just never invited us. We just were not invited to go to join in that trip. They had a WhatsApp group. We weren't in that WhatsApp group, you know, so that there, there are... Th these things were intentional if you went to those people and said well, you're being racist they would be like no definitely not but i i think that that's you know, they would say scenario. things like oh we didn't know you drank we you drank we just thought you didn't i think that's one scenario though i don't think i think it's dangerous to make blanket statements like it that like as if that applies to everybody who is in who are in those kind of environments like where they're still people can think of like it would same way we look at it like why in my friendship group do i not have any spanish people or any latinos or any native americans why don't i is that because i'm excluding them or is it because i'm not in those environments because actually if we're brutally honest that could apply to anybody i think looking at your friendship group and saying um, am i unintentionally racist do i have a racial bias is different from from being like oh having looked at that and and deciding i don't i should just be open to being friends with people i feel like that's the way that you look at things is i'm open to being friends with someone regardless of their race or color not i don't i just think it's very dangerous to start telling white people you don't have any black people in your friendship group you need to go find one because then it, it just all gets a bit strange. And then you get into the scenario of somebody having a token black person in their friendship group because they were under the impression if they all only had white friends that they're being racist. You see what I'm saying? Which is just not all right either. So there's not actually an answer. And I just don't think, I don't think black people should ever be in the, should ever be put in positions by white people for for white people to start thinking that oh you can now give me a manual on how to make black friends because actually that's not how it works it just isn't and there's just there's no way and i like genuinely for any black people who have, who have been put into that position it's not a healthy position you can't speak for all black people and that's what you're doing by saying to a white person this is how you make friends with black people you can't you can't tell them that like how can I tell them that? I don't. If my white friend came up to me now and said, "How do I make friends with black people?" I'd be like, "That's a really weird question. I can only tell you how to make friends with me. I don't know how all the other black people think. So I can't be telling you blanketly. You should go um, and start. Do you know what I mean? Anything I say from there can become wrong. Like go to hip hop nights. Like we now we're in territories of like I, I'm I, the minute I tell you something what I'm telling you is all black people like this thing so if you do that thing you'll make a black friend that is inappropriate and not a stereotype that I should perpetuate I don't think, that's, I don't think that's what we're saying at all Isabel what were you going to say I was going to say I, I agree with you Olivia in the sense of I don't believe that there should be a manual for like people white people um making friends with anyone of like who's anything different to them like a woman doesn't speak on behalf of all women and black people don't speak on behalf of all black people and it's different per person but I think that um I have experienced like often I've experienced um in a 
in a lot of places in music, um, like being kind of looked over or passed over for opportunity. And often one of the reasons for this, one of the biggest reasons for this is because the people that are in charge of these certain areas only spend time with people who are like themselves. And so they don't have an understanding of people who are different or what they do understand of the people who are different is incorrect or it's generalized. And so I guess I'm wondering like, is there has to be, I'm not saying that we have the answer, but there has to be some kind of solution in, in terms of diversifying your friendship group, because we, we know, right. And this is, this has been proved. We know that when people have, friendship groups that are same same this continues into their work life it continues into their family life it, like it's it's everywhere do you know what I mean whereas when you see these people who do have diverse friendship groups the way that they um, interact with other people when they're when they're in um, position particularly when they're in positions of leadership it completely changes the work environment it could it completely changes the way that they um, speak to their colleagues the expectations that they have of people the plans that they make and so I, I get I don't know I guess I'm just I'm wondering like how how do we balance this because I like it's insulting to feel tokenized but also there has to be there has to be diversity that's not and I'm not even that's not just for like I don't even think that's just for white people I think that goes for black people as well I think there has to be diversity you can't spend all your time with people yeah. who are exactly like you it doesn't so, work. but then so would you say you have more black friends or white friends if you i've got to... more white friends so then do you so some of that i think i was going to say some of that is because i think of the environment that i grew up in is very is different to yours i didn't have a lot there weren't a lot of black kids like my age growing up um my university was mostly white but I did end up having a lot of Greek friends because my uni had a loads and loads of Greek people. And right. so, so I then, like spent a lot of time with other people like from across Europe, but didn't have a lot of black friends until like the last like five years or so. So then, but then how do you, if you were to look at making more black friends, mm. do you, that, how would you go about that? Because there isn't a manual. I think it's about changing your environment. I think there's, I think you don't have to be, you don't have to be um, necessarily, uh, what's the word? Um, I can't remember what the word is. I think uh, intentional, there you go. I think there has to be an intentionality and it's not necessarily going, I will find a black friend. It's going, what, what is it that has made me find all of these people that are all just like me? Okay, well, maybe it is that I need to take a step out of my environment. Like it wasn't until... I kind of started spending more time with people um, um, just from different churches, from different atmospheres. I was going to gigs more. I was spending, like, I was looking at different types of music. I was going into different cities. And that's when my friendship group started to expand, right? And not just, I'm not even just talking, like, in terms of race, but in terms of, like, culture and background and ethnicity and gender. And that has completely change now as opposed to me at 16 17 and so I think there is something in in choosing to adapt your environment so which I agree with except that we can't say to white people you should adapt your environment because then if they ask in what way any answer from that point 
stereotypes black people i don't i can't think... say to you i can't say to you they're like change your environment and i'm like yeah go to more gigs i don't and like think so because then we what happens is we start to narrow the box into so if i say anything from that point mm. of like okay so go to gigs and they're like what kind of gigs and i'm like why don't you try jazz gigs and then they're like okay what i've just said to you is all black people like jazz music so if you go to a jazz gig then there'll be brown people there that you can make friends with i don't that, think you are that's when it's dangerous that's I what think, i'm saying but then i think maybe it is that we the wording of this needs to change maybe it isn't that we're talking to people about um, only having white friends, maybe it is that we're talking to people about only having people who are like them, only having one specific like thing in their friendship group. So when we talk about diversifying your friendship group, that's that could mean anything. That could mean more men. That could mean more women. That could mean different. I like different um, sexual orientations. That could mean different ethnicities, different language, different culture, different background. Anything. So then, when I have a conversation and say, "Oh, a suggestion of mine is go to a jazz gig," right? One, that's just a suggestion. That's my opinion, right? So whether you what you choose to do with that is your problem. That's not on me. I've given you my opinion. But two, who you meet at that jazz gig could be black or white or Spanish or um, Italian or male or female or what? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's whatever. Yes, but then we've jumped from the point because the point was that somebody was asking, how do I make black friends? Mm. And I can't, you can't answer that question because any answer to that question stereotypes and it makes a blanket statement about black people somebody says to me how do i make black friends mm -hmm. and i say for example as a loose one oh try going to sainsbury's mm -hmm. what i've just said to you is black people all black people go to sainsbury's mm -hmm. so if you go there you'll make a black friend and actually i have no standing to make that comment because i'm just olivia i'm not all black people i can't speak for black people so somebody asking you this is exactly the same as as an example a church that we know who when the george floyd thing happened had to wait to make their statement because it's a predominantly white church had to wait to make their statement to ask for to wait for their the black leader who goes to a different church to tell them what to say it's the same thing you don't that man does not speak for black people so waiting to ask him is where the problem is a white person asking me how do i make black friends is assuming that i know the minds of all black people and i can tell you how to do that really my answer is look at your friendship group and assess is there a racial bias if you move past that i would just con I would continue on trying to be open to make friends with people regardless of their race i can't tell you where all the black people hang out and this is where you should go to go and be friends with them because i have no idea i don't know i think i think that is the answer isn't it because <clears throat> the answer is not you know if, if the question is you know how do i make black more black friends or how do i diversify my friendship group my, the answer is not, and this is what I was trying to say, the answer is not about where do you go to find black people. The answer is internal. Well, what do you need to do to open up your friendship group? What do you need to do? So it's not about, or oh, go to this place. It's it's questions about, like Isabel said, well, ask yourself, why have you only got white friends? But, but if they ask themselves the and there's you. no racial bias... In brutal honesty, the quick answer is if a white person asks you that question, you take them around your black friends if you have some. If a white person asks me, a black person, to how do I make white friends? I'd be like, I'm happy to bring you around people who look like me. 
that's fine. I'm not telling you how to make friends with them. You have to do that by yourself. You're an adult. I'm not giving you a manual, but I'm happy to bring you around people of more of a diverse culture because that's how that works. Sure, but for some people, the answer is surely going to be, well, firstly, you know, stop wearing that swastika (laughs) T-shirt. But that's an extreme, isn't it? If you're outwardly racist... Sure, that would be are, right. But if you're so, not outwardly racist, there isn't right. a blanket statement. But there might be some variants of that, might there? Then that's what I'm trying to say. So, you know, yes, uh, the extreme is take off the swastika T-shirt. But the other extreme, you know, the other, not extreme, but lesser extreme, you know, might be talking about, well, actually, you know, when when we all sit around talking about racial matters, you always get up and leave or stop making comments like you know whatever it was you said on your facebook or your social media yes but then there are definitely going to be a group of people who do not fit into any of those scenarios who are not racially biased and who just are not around black people and what i don't want it to be is that those people feel like i'm doing something wrong when actually they're just not in that environment because in the same way that i don't have a load of spanish friends because i'm not in that environment and it's not because i'm doing anything it's just because i'm not in it and so i I don't want it to be is that all white people look and go i've assessed i don't have a racial bias but I just, I'm not around black people who they now think I'm being racist and I need to find one immediately. Otherwise, I'm, my group is not diverse because that is problematic. And that is just not, and it's not comfortable for the black person to be the only person in group of white friends. It's horrible. We don't want to put people in that position because the white person panicked and thought, I need a black friend to fit my friendship group. Otherwise, it looks like I'm racist, even though they know they're not. Do you see what I'm saying? That's sure. like, that's but why again, this is dangerous. Again, it's part of the answer, isn't it? Part of the answer is, well, what? Why do you want a black friend? Mm. You know, but no, but then we've got an for some people. For some people, you know, they want a black friend because then they'll be able to say, "But I've got a black friend." You know, but, but, my black but then we've gone in a full circle because at the beginning you said you should assess if your friendship group's white because that's a problem, and now you're saying, "Yeah, it is a problem for some people to just have a black friend." because they need a black friend. This is what I'm saying. There's no answer. There really isn't an answer. Or are, there, or are there multiple answers? And it totally depends on context and the person. In, you know, fact, there's multiple answers. Don't ask a black person. We can't speak for black people. <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know. I would, so I, I, would I, dis- I would disagree. I would say, I would say if you do have black friends and you, or you have someone that you can ask that question to, then yes, ask that question, but have an understanding that what they're telling you is their opinion. And I think this would go for black people as well, is just when we say stuff, we need to it, make sure that people know we do not speak on behalf of all black people. And if I was giving someone my opinion, I would say, this is my opinion. But I and I think know, that's okay. But this I mean, is to be fair, I'm... I don't speak on behalf of all black people because I'm too busy speaking on behalf of all women. Um, oh, you know, dear Lord. But the, see, it's exactly the same. If a man came up to you and said, how do I make friends with all women? You'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm one woman. I don't I think know. it was very creepy, this wouldn't woman, I? Uh, I you'd be like, that. what's wrong with you? So if a, if a white person comes and says, how do I be friends with black people? Uh, it's not that it's your opinion. It's you saying, I can tell you how to be friends with me because I'm yeah. me. I can't tell you how to be friends with this girl. It's not even that it's my opinion. I, all I can tell you is about me. I can't tell you about them. I, I just cannot. I can't. I, I have no understanding of how to make friends with them. I don't know them. 
And that is the complete, that's the conversation. If anything, the only conversation the two of you should be having is, let's look at your racial bias. And then if you don't have a racial bias, then we're just stuck. I don't know. Because I can't tell you how to be friends with them. I'm not them. And it's dangerous for me to start being like, absolutely, this is how you do it. Because I have no idea. I'm chatting rubbish. I, I don't know. I have no idea how to make friends with them. I can just make stuff up and then be like, that's my opinion. When really my opinion is entirely wrong, what I've just done is spoken on behalf of a group of people or other black people that I don't know. And I shouldn't be doing that because we worked really hard for people to understand that we're individuals, not a big group of people all clumped together. So then is is the answer, because we are kind of coming back around in a circle, is the answer to how do I make friends with black people is the answer more the question, why do you want to make friends with black people? Because I think it depends on what your gut, are you trying to, like, are you trying to diversify your friend group? Why do you need a black person to do that? What else in your friend group needs to be diverse? Do you need to educate yourself? Why can't you read a book? Do you understand what I mean? There's like, there's different avenues that can be taken when you actually look at the reason behind your question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I can't answer it. I don't know. I don't know how you make friends. With I don't know. I don't know. Check your racial bias first. If you don't have a racial bias, I'm as lost as you. I don't know. I hope you figure it out. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's, I guess part of the. I guess part of what you're saying though is what is the answer is how do you make friends? Mm. Yeah. Because that's a deep question. Mm. I don't know how you make friends. I don't know how I make friends. Because I, I, I understand what that means. Olivia genuinely does not know how. Hey, I'm lost. Because honestly, let's be honest. Not a question you should. All of my Olivia. friendships have begun in the weirdest way, and I just like not one of the story. One of them, she bumped my shoulder on a youth retreat, a church youth retreat, like body slammed me in a corridor and I was fuming with her for two days. And then a day later after that, I loved her. And now we're really great friends. I don't know, but how do you make friends? Just like, I t- give them presents? <laughs> I don't know. My best friend, when I, when we, well, we weren't friends at the time. She thought we were, we weren't. My best friend, who's now my best friend, this is where it started. When we were kids, she kept trying to talk to me and I thought that her mum had told her to come and talk to me. So I kept ignoring her and she'd like invite me around to her house and be like, do you want to hang out? And like, let's sit together. And I'd be like, no. and walk up and that went on for years and then I found out after we then became friends like eight years later or something like that she was like oh yeah we've been friends for years and I was like no we have not what are you talking about I made friends with you when I was 14 years old she was like sometimes I have a very good friend who I love dearly and I'm a little bit funny about people touching me and the first day she met me she hugged me on the inside of my coat (laughs) and I was deeply disturbed And I went home and said to my mum, I went home and said to my mum, mum, this girl is weird. I can't talk to her anymore. And now I love her. You know, I don't know. There's no rule for this. You just find people, you like them. You know, there is a rule. Find someone you like, hug their leg, never let them, eventually they There you go. One of my favourite people, we, um, we barely knew each other and we went on holiday together for a week. Yeah, that's it. And I was like, this could make or break this relationship. (laughs) Like, we could leave here and be in love, or we could leave and literally never speak to each other again. 
And I mean, actually, I would, we're in love, so you know, it's I all good. wouldn't recommend going on holiday with someone you don't know. Guys, I so would. This is how you cut out that dead weight. That's the one. <laughs> that is. Spend the money, take them on holiday, and then, um, and then you'll know. <laughs> you don't want to be stuck in a in a random country with somebody that you just figured out that you hate. Um, are you just describing lockdown? What? <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> Literally, what like the entire yes. world has gone through yes. over yes. the last year. Yes. Yes. One of my friends I went on a date with. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Weird. We're still trying to get our heads past. That. I still <laughs> they didn't work out. <laughs> now we're just really good friends. Like this is like there's no manual for making friends. You just sort of see a person you guys get on mm. either have like a really weird story or you just gradually became friends and mm. now you're like oh I can't remember what it was like before we were friends you know mm. I've got a friend who um <laughs> I once said oh I don't have any friends in this particular uh, group that I was a part of it was kind of like a working group um and uh, I was like oh nobody here I've, none of these people are my friends and somebody told this woman that I'd said that and she actually contacted me and she was like I just can't believe you think that like I, we're really good I thought we were really good friends and I was like oh yeah yeah I, I, I forgot about you and then she said I actually remember the exact moment when I first met you that is lovely. What a friend. I have no idea when I met her first. Well, you know, no idea. Attentive and you are not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly. You're a fake friend. Clearly. Yeah. Get fake, it together. Fake <laughs> friend. It's interesting friend. now, like, how, well, I think anyway, that relationships are kind of redefined because of lockdown. Because I think when mm. I start making friends, I have to think about, like, the potential of like there could be a chance that we could end up stuck together and are you someone that I want to be stuck with why would you be stuck with them hey I had I know I've heard multiple stories of people that got stuck in one place during lockdown and literally had to spend the next three months with strangers that's just weird they should have gone is a nightmare (laughs) that that Isabel would never happen to you because you intricately plan almost every day of your life Ooh, you know, going ahead. So you're never going to be the person who, on a whim, went to Cornwall to visit their friend's mum and then got stuck there. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, what if the government make a change the last minute and then I'm stuck? Is, but where you would you be? think about these things. No, Isabel, you, you would never be anywhere. No. Wow. Because that was shame. That was so rude. That was literal shame. I don't mean it like that. What I mean is the sun is not shining on you anymore. Can I just say that mum insults me regularly? Regularly. How many times have you called me common? How many times? Never. How many times, Olivia? At Uh, least five. At least five. At least five. And I'm not like hundreds, Olivia. She should say. No, I just said three. People, um, listeners, feel free to record, rewind back and hear what Olivia said. It wasn't three. I said three. I've never called you. (laughs) You are a liar in your face. I have never called you common. You have misunderstood Mm. something I said to someone else. Oh, sorry, sorry. So I misunderstood. You're such a commoner. (laughs) 
Because that is a word-for-word quote. That is not true. Verbatim. What I said was, I once heard um, you speaking, and I said... No, I heard Olivia speaking, and I said, oh... I thought it, I didn't realise it was you speaking, Olivia, because you sounded common. I thought it was Isabel. Wow, that's that's so much better. She's trying to brush around it, okay? You're being a politician, and the answer is really yes, I called her common. Mm. That is not calling someone common. You know, at least I admit, I have called you guys peasants multiple times. Yeah, but that's because you're a lady, you're allowed to. Exactly. You actually are a lady, aren't you, Olivia? Yes, for Christmas last year. My wait, my birthday. Wait, when was it? Christmas last year. My mum bought me a ladyship, so I am l- legally Lady Olivia then. She owns is... a plot of land. Yes, I do own a plot of land. It's wonderful. Yes. You also lost the plot when you opened the certificate. Well, it was very important to me. That is true. I and, and then and then immediately got into a land war. With one of your friends. Yes, because he doesn't understand boundaries, okay? (laughs) He he declared war on my land, and I acknowledged the declaration. I was going to say the declarings, (laughs) the declaration. And I said, you know, great, we've gone to war. We have yet to go to war. He also threatened to buy all of the land around your land so that you were boxed in. Which that is hilarious. I appreciate it. Because although he is a doctor now and will soon be making a lot of money, at the time he was broke and he did not have the fun to acquire all of that. Okay? <laughs> so to that specific friend, we are still at war, just so you know. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> we are at war. So back to friendships. Back to Apart friendships. from... So, Olivia, you then, you know, just anyone listening to you would be very confused by you because... You have friends that put their hands in your coats. Yes. You have friends that you went on a date with, decided that you weren't ever going to date, and then decided to become best friends with them instead. Yes. You have friends that declare war on you. Yes. Actually, literally declare war on you. No, he legit declared war. It's official. Yeah. Yes, 100%. So you haven't actually got any normal friends, have you, Olivia? No. Wait. No. <laughs> No, they're all very weird. But it's great because I'm not normal. Normality is overrated. My friends think I'm shady. You are shady. I'm not. You're shady. Mum's shady. Everybody's shady except me. What are you? You're the most shady. What are you saying from I can't be shady. I say things blatantly to your face. Shade is when you subtly throw an insult at someone, which is what you and mum do. No one ever knows what you're doing, though. You don't tell anyone what's going on. That's, that's not sh- No, that's not shady. Casting shade and being shady are two different things. No, can I just be clear? Every- people know what I'm doing. I don't know who you think doesn't know what I'm doing. Sorry, Mum, do you know what she's doing at all times? I have do you no know what's idea. going on in their life? That's, none of- that's, because- that's different. That's because this family's nosy. <laughs> it's none of your business. Okay? Other people know what I'm doing. Don't I inform you of the I just want to go back. I just want to go back to the fact that Olivia just called me subtle. No one's <clears> ever <throat> called me subtle before. You're, when you throw shade, you're subtle. Like you, when you're like, yeah, do you know what I mean? I think Isabel's behaving hey, commonly. Subtle. That's subtle shade. Hey, I'm subtle. That's what I heard. Okay. You know? <laughs> I heard you say I'm subtle. I, being shady is just boring. I just turn off the energy for it. I'll just tell you to your face. I think you smell. Okay. I know, I'm subtle. Well, no one cares about you now anymore, Olivia. <laughs> I'm subtle. 
you know i'm subtle do you know mm. once i'll tell you something this is amazing once there's a singer uh probably quite well known in the christian singing world she was she told me the story and she said that she had a cold and uh she was singing while she had the cold and somebody said um oh my goodness your voice sounds so funny because you've got a cold and she said i know i sound like carolyn bain and uh what I then told people for months afterwards is that she said that she sings like me. Mm. And of course, that story was about Beyonce. We do have I, mutual friends. I yeah. don't, and she is not, well known in the Christian world. Because, <laughs> I, because I am subtle, it was not in my nature to name names. Oh, uh, okay. It was Beyonce. That is a lie. Sorry. Did I, you, are you not the person that earlier said Shmerican? <laughs> did you hear that? I didn't say it. I just said Shmerican Express mm. because Thank, I'm subtle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, you to our sponsors, Shmerican Express. I can't even yes. say it. Well, how can they be our sponsors if you can't even say it? No, I'm so sorry. It does not bode well for the sponsors. We just lost sponsorship. We Damn it, Isabel. That's on me, guys. That's on me. <laughs> totally. My bad. Shame on you. My Apologies. Bad. Yeah. And your family. That's a large chunk of funding gone for this very highly uh, technical <laughs> yeah. setup that we have. Yeah. Guys, we, you know, we had planned this podcast to you know, mm. last through the year grow, mm. grow from strength to strength mm. sorry to say that through due to the lack of our sponsor Shamarian mm. Express mm. uh you know funding is short if you could um, see the setup here you'd be shocked I mean there is a, a high-tech American video team and they're all packing yeah. up as we speak because this is almost yeah. pronounced the sponsor's name I'm they're gone. literally they're so gone. sorry guys they're all gone so you sorry. know um we, if you could just go to our GoFundMe page now, mm. at, uh, GoFundMe. Sorry, we lost you, American Chick Express. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then uh, we'd appreciate the, yeah. the funding. Yeah, we would. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Just you know, if you'd like to tell us one of your weird how you make your friend story, yeah, then um, please do um, email us on our email address, which is somewhere I'm talking. there. Why are you saying somewhere there? They can't see us. Oh, but I was pointing because it might come up on the podcast. It definitely wouldn't. <laughs> That's um, not how um, We've just lost American <laughs> Express. We don't have that level of technical... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no how. Okay. They were the editors. <laughs> we don't have okay. them. You, so, can, yeah. you can email us at sh- I'm talking at gmail.com um, and that is sh- with three H's. <clears throat> Olivia, could you say shh with three H's? There you go. Great job. Uh, I definitely think that's not right. But um, the people blocking me, she just said it right in the second. It's shh. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. No, that was five, Olivia. For goodness sake, you can't get the staff. Um, See? Yeah, Shane, she just called me staff. The problem is, is that, you know, American Express did have a plan of, you know, replacing Olivia with an avatar. Mm. Um, but obviously that's out the window now. What we about that is with the original. As, as she was saying that, I was nodding like, yes. And then you said avatar. And I was like, no. <laughs> so, wait, who do you want to be replaced by? Um, 
Mm. I would accept a Barbara Streisand. Yes. Uh, The Rock. Yes. Or um. Or Mary Berry. Yes. I. All three people who have so much in common. So similar. Well, people often say to me. Yes. Olivia, you have the voice of Barbara Streisand, oh, yes. the body of The Rock, and oh, the baking yes. skills of Mary Berry. Of so course, really, the what I'm skills? The baking skills of the Mary. baking skills. Yes, Olivia, do you know what baking is? As in baking a cake. Okay, it it involves ingredients and cooking. Well, but you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. I love. Really, do you, Olivia? No. (laughs) How do you feel about cooking generally, Olivia? It's horrific. I don't know why anyone does it. What is even the point? And I'm not going to lie to you guys, this might sound dramatic, but making cereal is cooking for me, so I really don't even do that. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. And this is not to say I'm not a good cook, because I'm a great cook, but it will not happen, and the Lord shall bless me with somebody who also enjoys cooking, so I don't have to do it 24-7, because no. 100%. 100%. As someone once described to me, the spirit of cooking comes upon me once every full moon. And apart from that, you will not get any cooking from me. Okay. Who ever said that? Uh, a person. So, so, <laughs> so, Olivia. You, yeah. No, genuinely, it wasn't me. It was voices in her head. No, it was genuinely somebody else. I fully don't believe you. Like, I didn't say it. No, I 100%. If I said it, it would have been like, I, the spirit of cooking only comes upon me when a dragon doth fly over the spark on the horizon. I'm more dramatic than the full beam. Wow. It's quite dull. Wow. Right. So I'm segueing into our closer, um, into our new segment, which is called Love Like or Throw Away. Um, and every podcast we are going to end with something that we love something that we like and something that we would like to throw away so mumsy start us off so i absolutely absolutely love funniest thing i've seen all year uh death to 2020 so good I mean, so funny, so very, very funny. So funny that you have to watch it more than once because laughed and missed jokes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So definitely love that. Yeah, so good. Do you want my like and my throw away now? Yeah, yeah, hit me with your like. Um, I like, um, well, I, I have really, I like that Olivia came to an understanding today about how Christmas pudding works in this house. Mm. Um, And so what happens in this house is that every year I buy a Christmas pudding and I put it in the cupboard Mm. and then we eat it the following year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this year we ate last year's Christmas pudding. Yeah. Now, when I first started doing this, your dad used to complain. The first year I did this, your dad complained and said that we were eating out of date food. Yeah. Yes, technically we are. Mm-hmm. And that is true. On a technicality, it has gone past its date. Technically. But it tastes so good. And the reason I do it is because I read a newspaper article that they found a Christmas pudding that was 50 years old and five zero. Yeah. And uh, like it was it was some sort of leftover from the war and they ate it and it was like 1999. And I and they said it tasted good, and I just thought, well, hey, 
you know what? And people spend money buying six-month matured Christmas pudding. Mm-hmm. Okay, it costs more than just the average Christmas pudding. Well, if mm-hmm. I buy it and put it in the cupboard. So anyway, uh, I like that because the Christmas pudding tasted good. Did and uh, Olivia ate it. So, yeah. Uh, and my throwaway for this week. <sighs> wow, Olivia. <laughs> Thank that you for attitude. sharing that with us. Uh, my throwaway. I haven't really got one. I can't think of one. I don't okay. know. I'm holding desperately onto everything. (laughs) That's my answer. Lives? Um, I love me. Love that. I like me. Mm. And I would throw away high-heeled jelly shoes because somebody posted a picture of some the other day. I'm deeply disgusted. Why on earth would you do that? They were all the rage like two years ago. And now I'm like, ew. Also, somebody also posted a picture of high-heeled Crocs. And I just, why? Again, why on earth would you do that? But she like styled them. And I was like, no. Gross. I'd also like to throw away the concept of love languages. Because I've been trying to figure mine out for like three days. And I'm just going to do stupid now. There's no point. I think it's really dumb. What your love languages are, but... No, but like, I'm, I feel like I'm just not really any of them. Like, don't touch me, but also, like, maybe do, but also, like, don't. Touch don't is know. definitely not your love language. No, you say this, but some people can touch me. That sounded dodgy. That's not yeah, right. But it touches <laughs> okay. Everyone's mind automatically went something inappropriate. That's not what I said. Love Thanks. language isn't just about how you receive love. It's also about how you give love. And so I would not say that touch is your no. top the, love language. Definitely no, I it's definitely not my top. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to cuddle. Yeah, with some people, yeah. but not with all people. And so and it's not. It, it could be in the middle, but it's not your top. Uh, remember as well, there are only five love languages. So... You know, top to bottom, it's not a long way to go. Yeah, but I just you know? feel like I'm kind of all of them, but they're like, not really. Okay. Why do we even need them? I don't know, I just think they're dumb. Throw those away. Everyone be what they want to be and be it with your chest. Okay. Hashtag 2021. Uh, Isabel, what's your love, live, love like throwaway? I love uh, Bridgerton. I've been watching it on Netflix. No spoilers. No spoilers. But for those who haven't seen it, um, it's a period drama and I love period dramas. Um, It is by Shonda Rhimes and I love Shonda Rhimes. It's based on a book and I love books and it is basically quite romantic and I love romance on television. So it's ticking all of my... Oh, also there's black people in it and that is fire in the booth. So it's ticking all of my stuff at the moment. Um, I haven't finished it, but... I'm nearly finished and I love it. I love... Is someone's name Fire LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. Ah. Uh, okay. Because you know I said fire in the booth. And yeah, I know. And then I was thinking, isn't fire that cool LaBeouf. that that person got called Fire LaBeouf? Shia and then LaBeouf. everyone says fire in the booth. No. But that's not his name. It's not his name. <laughs> okay. Um, I like... What do I like? Would you like to name your child Fire LaBeouf? No, no, I would never name my child Fire LaBeouf. Olivia, before Isabel tells us what she likes, can you just tell us what um, is the name 
I think it's the middle name or the surname that you've just des- destined for all of your children. Oh yeah, classic. Oh, the fearless. Mm. The fearless. Mm. I will raise a clan of Vikings, and mm. that's just how that works. Mm. No one's messing with a kid called Duchess the Fearless. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's okay. terrifying. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Liv- Isabel, what's your like? I don't know what my like is. Oh, I know what your like is. Where's my like? Your new microphone. Oh, yeah. I got a new microphone for Christmas and that was sick. Um, And it sounds amazing. And so I've been re-recording like all of my stuff for Patreon because I'm on Patreon. Thank you to our sponsors, Patreon. Um, And that's been really cool. And my throwaway. What is my throwaway? Oh, Instagram's new algorithm. It's super, super sucky and I'm not on board with it. As someone who is currently working in like social media marketing, it is full doo-doo and I am not enjoying it in any way whatsoever and I find it incredibly frustrating. Um, so we can just throw that away because I, I, I just like... Also my hair, I need to get my hair cut. And so I've reached a point where every day my hair looks trash. And I would like to throw it away. So you want to throw your hair away? I, yeah, I would shave it off. I feel like if your hair needs to cut, you'll struggle to cut it if you've thrown it away. Wow. Just, That's profound. Um, that is deep. That is yeah. deep. That is well depth. there for a moment. Yeah. And on that note. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Um, Shh, I'm talking. Oh, well, I thought she was <laughs> actually to do that. Oh Thanks, Thanks for the uh, interruption. Um, yeah. Please email your questions to us at I'm talking podcast at gmail.com and we will see you soon. Well, I mean, we won't see you. We'll talk to you'll hear us soon because we won't even. We'll see you, but you won't see us because we will be there watching, but you won't see us. Yes. yes. We'll, we'll be back without our sponsors, Shamerican Express. You know, thanks to Isabel. Uh, with our sponsors, Swagway. So, Swagway, yes. Thank you to our sponsors, yes. Swagway. Yes. I am convinced it's Swagway. I'm just <laughs> yeah, okay. On that note, bye bye. Thanks for talking. Good bye. day. Bye. bye. I'm talking is sponsored by Afrori Books. Thank you, Afrori Books. <laughs>